0: The way of this world is to look at the circumstances and judge they can't do that because of what they see in problems. The people of faith in God see and hear God, they know they're well able to overcome because. They're looking at God and what he says to them. Numbers 13, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. What God is going to do here is try the men of Israel, the rulers. Our life is filled with things that God put in front of us to see what we would do. Confronted with a trial, confronted with what we perceive as a problem. There are many trials from the beginning of the time we are Christians to the end of our life on this earth. Jesus says, they that overcome will be clothed with white clothing, for they are worthy. And we only overcome one way, by hearing God and by faith in God and by laying down our lives. I suppose that's three ways. But we have to have those ingredients. We hear from God. We believe it's God speaking to us. We overcome through God knowing Because of God, we can do this thing. And that's the only reason that we can overcome. It's because of God. We are having a meeting in Colorado in July of this year. There's a woman in our group that I have viewed as a prophet almost since I met her. She has said she's not a prophet, but she does profit stuff. For example, I was buying a new car this year, and I told her about the car. The cost of the car is very expensive. And she said, it seems that this car was made for you. And God opened my memory to remember that three or four decades ago, I would go out and drive cars, and none of them felt as good to me as my old 1994 car. And at that time, I prayed to God, please have someone build a car for me. Because I could see the cars were going down in quality, to what I was used to in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. I had forgotten I'd prayed that. It seems this car was made for you. It was made for me. By God, he had them build that car for me. I had prayed asking him to do that, and he did it. At the time I needed it, Which was about four decades after the prayer. And because that statement came from that woman, I had great assurance in what I was doing. If it's God, you have all you need. Nothing else matters. The circumstances don't matter if God has set it up. But I'm very aware. That if God has set it up, it can be done and I can do it. But without God, I can't do anything. So here God sends them out to search the land. Let's see what they did with the thing. Moses sent them out to heads of every family of Israel. They reached the land and they saw it was a good land. Verse 20, Moses said, And see what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether it be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage. God said he's going to give you the land, and this is the land he's going to give you. How can you fail if God tells you, that this is the car I built for you. How can you fail? It doesn't matter what it costs. And bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. And they came unto the brook of Eshcol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes And they bare it between two upon a staff. Two men, it took two men to carry the cluster of grapes. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. They reported to the congregation of Israel upon their return. Verse 24. 5 Numbers 13. And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. Stronger than God? That's what they're saying. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses, and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. God has said he's going to give it to us. Are the problems greater than God? And in this situation, Caleb and Joshua saw God The others saw the problems. The people of the world look at the problems. The people of faith who have heard from God see God. Therefore, the people of God can walk on water, whereas the world, if they try that, they won't have faith to walk on water, therefore they sink. But we of God should have faith to walk on water. Good grief. Once we know it is God wanting us to do something, that's all we need. An angel of God spoke to me in the night in January 1980. Three words. I was asleep. Angels have very loud, trumpet-like voices. So I woke up. I never did see him, but I know that's who it was. He said to me, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed. I wrote the letters KWJS on a notepad because I have a tendency to mix letters up. I thought this was probably radio or television, call letters. I certainly didn't want to mix it up. I found out it was a radio station, and I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? And then I made an excuse. I said, I'm a writer. I'm not a speaker. I'm a writer. I wouldn't know how to do that. God ignored me completely and had the Holy Spirit say, Call the radio station manager. (laughs) Telling me how to do this. I did. The minute the business office opened that day, I called the station manager. I said God might be showing me to go on radio How would you do that? He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long. Send it to us, and if you fit our broadcasting, we'll offer you a contract. I didn't wait 24 hours. I didn't wait. Devils will attack you if you wait. (laughs) Don't you know that? If you're trying to do something of God, they're going to move in fast to try to stop you. So I move very fast when I hear from God. I sent the tape. I was on radio within five days exhorting the church. A woman in Fort Worth, Texas named Lily McBride, I met her later after I went on radio. Lily was a big radio listener. Someone had stopped doing radio, and there was a 30-minute period of time open between 12 and 12.30 on the radio station. And she began praying, Oh, God, put a real person of faith on that 30 minutes. She turned her radio on, sat down to listen to the time that she always listened to. And at 12 o'clock that day, a woman started talking. And Lily said, oh, no, God, I ask you for a person of faith. And she jumped up to go across the room to turn the radio off. And she became interested in the message I was speaking before she could get the radio turned off. And she became a fan, (laughs) as she described herself. God's going to do it his way. God is going to speak through whom he wants to speak. When the meeting is opened up for him to do that, Most churches have it closed off, so Jesus himself could not speak at that church group if he attended it on Sunday morning. Well, let's take a chance that God is going to control the meeting and have a meeting where God is free to speak through whomever he wills. That's what Paul said was to happen when we gather at the church. 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty How is it then, brethren, when ye come together? Every one of you hath a psalm, a prayer, a doctrine, a tongue, a revelation, an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. If someone should do something that is not edifying, it's up to somebody to stop them. You don't have to have wooden post around a pulpit to keep the wrong people from speaking. You have to have a meeting controlled by God. But those preachers can't trust God. Don't you see that? So they have to structure everything ahead of time to keep the right things happening. Nonsense. Nonsense. So they become rituals and worthless and helpless and powerless. And they keep the spirit of God out of the church. I've never seen a meeting set up like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to try to have a meeting in July as near as we can like Paul instructed. From our own church members, two of them strongly rose up, making their excuses. One of them says, oh, my my knee is bad, and I have to hold on to the railing to climb stairs. I can't see myself going to an airport with luggage. I just can't see that I can do that. She didn't say to me, I turned to God about that meeting, and he told me. She didn't say anything about God. It was all of the waves she was looking at, the problems she was looking at. And I believe in my heart she's a prophet, but she's always denied being a prophet. And yet God has had things come out of her mouth that have helped me greatly. And when I'm doing something major, she's about the first person I talk to. I tell what I'm planning. I just see her reaction. Because God very often will confirm what I'm doing or turn me another way through her. Who says she's not a prophet? Looks at all the problems. Now let me tell you about airports. The easiest way to travel in the airport is by wheelchair. I've done it both ways. Because right now, and for the rest of my life, I believe I will be crippled. So when I get to the airport, they bring an attendant with a wheelchair take me off the plane, the attendant stays with me, takes me to the next gate, puts me on the plane if I'm transferring. If I'm not transferring, he stays with me, pushing the wheelchair all the way to my transportation and helps me on the bus or into the car. It's the easiest way. You know what the easiest way to go to the hospital is? By ambulance. Otherwise, they put you in the waiting room with all the other people in the waiting room, and you wait. But if you go by ambulance, they put you directly into an examining room, and very shortly, someone official appears to examine you and see what the problem is. That's the easiest way to go to the hospital. So you're not going to fool me with this crap. I've been there. I've done that. I know. The people of the world make excuses. Faith sees God. I'm not asking anybody to do something unless it's approved by God. I don't want them to walk on water by their own strength because they're going to sink. But when God tells you to do something, when you turn to God and he approves it, you have all you need. And this woman just did not turn to God and become established by what God wanted her to do. Instead, she looked at her husband, who has had a stroke, and who will take care of him? How can I do this? Who will take care of him? And I don't want to go through the frustration of airports, and today they're worse than they've ever been. But she didn't say, God... What do you want me to do? I know she didn't because her actions show she did not do that. Let's look at the men that came back and brought what God calls an evil report. Numbers 13, verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against this people, for they are stronger than we are. What difference does that make? It's God who said, I give you the land. When God told me to go on radio, I paid attention to nothing. I just made the audition tape, and when they approved the contract, paid them for the radio time, and went on radio. How can we do this? When I was injured in 2018, broke a hip, badly dislocated a left arm. The night before surgery, a nurse came in and said, you've got to sign these papers before we can operate. You've got to tell us who is in charge of you. I said, Pam Padgett's in charge of me. One of our church members was standing there at the time, and she heard this. She lived where I lived, which was in Lubbock, Texas. Pam lived in Colorado, 450 miles from where I live. And this woman was shocked. And she said, how can Pam be in charge of you? She doesn't even live here. I said, I don't know how, but she is. Well, God had shown me the faith that Pam has. I don't want some weak church person in charge of me. I would only consent to having a person in charge of me who had demonstrated faith, real faith, not just lip service, but real faith. And Pam had done that over and over and over. So we put Pam Padgett's name on the papers that night to be in charge of me, if need be. This woman, this church member who lived in Lubbock, called Pam and said, Joan says you're in charge of her. Pam said, Okay. And Pam is... By nature, just so timid and background and backstage, not out front at all. (laughs) But she knows God and is known by God and knows faith and knows how to apply faith and how to find out the will of God. As soon as she said, okay, and they ended the phone call, the first words out of Pam's mouth were, well, God, what do we do now? (laughs) Now, that's the kind of person I want in charge of me if need be. The rest of them just talk faith. She does it. And I recognize she does it because I do it. And we have the same spirit. The world makes excuses. Faith sees God numbers 13:31 but the men that went up with him said we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And we saw there the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. David and the giant? You think David saw himself as a grasshopper? We can't do this. I can't do this. He said, no. How dare this Philistine make such a statement, defying the armies of the living God? How dare he do this? See, it makes us angry. It makes the people of faith angry. To hear the excuses coming out of the mouth of people who think they're of God and profess to be of God and they think the circumstances defeat them? Nonsense. One more section of scripture and I heard this over these two women who said, oh, we can't do this because of my leg, we can't do this because of such and such, some physical problem. They didn't want to do it. That's the truth. But the people who want to do something and are approved by God, do it. In spite of everything. How could Pam Paget be in charge of me living 450 miles? And I said, I don't know how. But she is because she's a faith. Well, God made a way for her to help me. She got on the phone and worked with the head nurses in the various institutions where I was placed after surgery. She came to Lubbock and supervised my getting another hospital which was adequate. To meet my needs. She got me moved over the Christmas holiday. Christmas! Nobody works on Christmas. Pam got me moved from one hospital to the other. She worked with my contractor to put my things in storage that I wanted to keep because we knew I would be moving to Colorado. She got someone to do an estate sale and emptied the house of the other things. She came one time and took me from the hospital, the rehab hospital, to the place to meet with one of the doctors. And then got me an ambulance to take me back, to get me back into the rehab hospital because I couldn't walk and was in great pain. She did all of those things by turning to God and finding out what to do. And I knew she would do that. And that's the first thing she did when she found out she was in charge, is turn to God and said, now what do we do? She had fears. What if Joan doesn't like the animals? What if she doesn't like the dogs? devils. What if, what if, what if? I couldn't even walk and was 81. But she knew how to communicate with God. She knew when she heard from God. There's one woman in our church group that just recently said, when I pray, I don't hear anything from God. What? What? Even the woman who denied being a prophet said, What? What? She doesn't hear from God? How can this be? And that's what I said to God. How can this be? It can only be because she's not born again, which I believe she is born again. Or a devil is telling her this. She is repeating what he says that she can't hear from God. Well, what does she need to do? Establish the truth. What does the Bible say about the people of the New Testament? Do they hear from God or not? What does the Bible say? Go to John chapter 10. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And they won't follow a voice of a stranger. She needed to get some scripture in her. Although she's been in our church group since 1980. Weak as water, denying the faith, denying God by her words. Which come from devils who always want to defeat God. They're always going to fight you through humans, through other humans, usually your own household. Because devils will send you in the opposite way to the will of God if you let them. Verse 32, Numbers 13. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature, and it's a walled city. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers though they were children of God and sent by God and they see themselves as grasshoppers David said how dare this uncircumcised Philistine stand against the armies of God I will slay him God killed each of those men who brought the evil report and discouraged the congregation. But Joshua and Caleb were not discouraged, and they did take the land. After the evil was removed, God made them wander 40 years in the wilderness until those men who brought the evil report died of disease and plague in the wilderness. So you have physical trouble? Wouldn't you rather be where Jesus is than where the hospital is? And someone is saying, I can't come to a meeting where if two or more are gathered in the name of the Lord, Jesus is there. We are tried to see what we will do. God tries us to see where our heart is, to see what we are made of, to see what we'll really do. There's one more scripture, which I heard very clearly after the woman that I consider to be a prophet told me she couldn't come because of her bad knee and her problems. One more scripture, Luke 14. A man made a great feast and called many to the feast. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are ready now. And they all with one consent began to make excuse as to why they couldn't come. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servants returned to the master who had made the feast and showed their lord all these excuses. And the master of the house, being angry, said unto his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servants said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is still room at the feast. And the Lord said unto the servants, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. The world makes excuses, but the people of faith know they can do it. You don't hear excuses coming from them when God has called them. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.